Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna Pisser. Uh-huh, it is. But it's going to sound a little different today, or at least maybe my voice sounds a little different because I am not sitting across the board from Shauna no. in the studio on 17th Avenue in Calgary. I am at my kitchen table. In southeast Calgary at my house. Yes, you're a long ways away, but we're still doing the show together, which, I mean, the wonders of technology does make it great. There isn't even really a delay. No, it's weird. It's actually one of the most smooth, non-in-the-same-place, you know, broadcasts I think we've ever had, which is which is good. Yeah, because when we, both of us had boats with COVID early in the pandemic and had to broadcast from home, and there was like a split-second delay, but just enough to make us not funny. You know? Oh, I just sneezed and it wasn't loud enough for you to acknowledge it, but it's always a big deal when I sneeze on a microphone. I, I heard that little mouse squeak. Okay, that was it. That, that was came big. Through. I almost sneezed really loudly during a break, actually, today, and uh, I fought it off just in time, but I really should have just let her rip. Let her hum. Don't keep those in. I know. Um, um, on the podcast today, did did you include the part where I explain why I'm broadcasting from home? Uh, or should I, I explain it here? I think you should explain it here, yeah. Okay, so uh, my wife McKenna has been feeling pretty nasty for the last like week and a bit, off and on, up and down. Uh, and yesterday, well, actually, day before yesterday, she was like, it's getting really bad, and we were trying to decide if we should take her to the hospital or not. So we did yesterday, and they uh, they took her in right away and have since like transferred her to two other hospitals around town. Um, and I don't know how much she wants me to say about what's going on with her, so I won't say too much until I talk to her, but uh, yeah. she, so we had a bit of a, a medical emergency here at the house, and uh, I had to, I guess, still, still be a dad, you know, so. Yeah. Um, well, and it's funny, because you mentioned this a couple days ago, and you were saying she was really sick, and of course I was like, you know, like, when that, when family or anything comes into play, immediately, work does not matter, you know what I mean? Like, everything else does, so I said, like, if you need to take the day... Um, of course, feel free. And then I don't think you took her to the hospital just yet. And then you did. Um, After yesterday. the show yesterday. Yeah, we left a little early, right? Yeah. And again, I was like, it is not important. This show, we're not saving lives here. This show does not matter when family is. Uh, I know. But, you know, we when you're a family of four with young kids, someone's sick all the time, right? It seems like someone's always sick at the house. So, it And I know it sucks to have to, like, last minute do the show by yourself. It really doesn't busy, matter. Busy, busy show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And uh, it was kind of interesting this morning because I, I started the show with the kids sleeping upstairs. Yeah. You know, at six in the morning. And then they got up and came down here and sat at the kitchen table. And they had breakfast. I think you, you hear Bo's voice on the podcast today. Probably not Brigham's. Yep. But um, you might hear them in the background. So it's kind of like just sitting here doing the show while they had breakfast. And then I sent them on the way to school. Um, but I said on the air, it's like it, these are the instances where you really realize like how much it sucks to not have family around i know because you're kind of 
on your own. I and mean, we've had friends that offer to help, obviously, and stuff. But uh, it, when you have family that can can jump in and say, "We'll take the kids to school," you know, that sort of thing, it makes a big difference. Yes. Um. um and I will happily uh, mention this to you too, like if you need anything seriously, because yeah, I totally. And as you said um, earlier, or on the air, you were talking about how this is such a common thing for people in Calgary because so many people just moved yeah. here, right? Like. I said I'm amazed that AHS doesn't have some sort of emergency childcare service. Yeah. Because if you're a single parent and you get sick and you got to go to the hospital, what happens to your kids? Honestly. If you don't have anybody here. No. So I'm surprised they don't have like some sort of babysitter or daycare, a few of them at least, that they can like... It does uh, seem weird. The nurse I was talking to yesterday said that... uh, if it if it's bad enough, like social services will step in and put the kids in like a temporary foster home while the parent recovers. Well, you'd think that like there'd just be volunteer services or something to help out with that kind of stuff because it's true and people, I mean, people do wind up in the hospital and with emergencies and that kind of thing. It's all there's not yeah. more to help out those families. I know. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going up to visit McKenna after we're done this, and uh, yeah, please keep I us just Facetimed her. She's she's pretty uncomfortable, but I'll. I'll talk to her and see how much she's comfortable sharing. But uh, yeah, got a lot of nice messages from friends of the show this morning, which I will pass along to her. And honestly, wishing her the best. Yeah, anything, anything we can do. Honest, I'm saying we as the collective podcast, we're all loyal friends too. So honestly, like, uh, well, I appreciate yeah. that very much. Uh, should we dive right into it? Let's dive into her. Okay. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I'm broadcasting from home this morning just due to a family emergency. So uh, I've been doing the show here at the breakfast table with both of my boys before they head off to school. My son Bo is beside me, Shauna. He's nine. And he he and I recently rewrote uh, the lyrics to the ABC song. Okay. But to do with Terry. I am so intrigued uh, by this. All right. It's the Terry version of the ABCs. <laughs> okay. Bo, do you remember all the words? Uh, yes. Okay. Let's see if we can pull. <laughs> let's see if we can pull this off. Okay. We were just laying in bed the other night. We're like, what? What if we did the Terry ABCs? So here, here it goes. You ready, Bo? Okay. Wait, I. Oh, well, we're both gonna do it together. Ready? Yeah. A C D C T N T R O C K bottle full of P. Left <laughs> F-150, F-150, starting with old lady. Terry knows his ABCs. Next time, won't you put the Oiler game on? Okay, that's, that's the Terry ABCs. That is just phenomenal. <laughs> I'm really happy that you have some good productive stuff going on at home. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. This is, this is how we're killing time. This so. is how we do things <laughs> in the bedroom. That's good. and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. Okay, so Beckler, this is one that I thought about recently. Do you know why we call it a grandfather clock? I always just assumed it was because it was like an heirloom. And mm. It was passed down through generations from perhaps your grandfather. And it actually is not that. Um, oh. So the term was actually coined in the mid-1800s, and it's because of a song. So what happened was an American songwriter, his name is Henry Claywork, and he was in England at the time, and he checked into the George Hotel in North Yorkshire. So Henry Claywork, he's an American songwriter who um, then decided that he looked at this clock and he saw this long clock with a giant pendulum that was in the lobby. And he was just like, okay, this is a very unique looking clock and I really enjoy it. So he asked the employees about it. And there was kind of a legend around this clock. So the clock had apparently belonged to the inn's past owners known as the Jenkins brothers. And both brothers had since passed away. But the rumor was, or kind of the legend with the clock, was that it used to work perfectly well. And then when the first brother passed away, the clock started to get a 
little wonky, only kind of started working. And then when the second brother passed, it stopped working entirely. So like the clock was linked to them. That was kind of what the story. That's how the story goes. Right. Is that the clock was so a little spooky, you know, a little eerie. Um, But whether this is true or not, it inspired Henry Clay work, the songwriter, to write a song called Grandfather's Clock. So that song was released in 1876 and it became this massive hit, sold more than a million copies in sheet music back then, because, of course, you really liked something back then. And that's what you did. Right. You couldn't buy records or anything. You had to buy a, a hot hot press of sheet music there. Which is also insane because, yeah, if you're not musically inclined, you just buy the sheet music to stare at. Like, <laughs> I know. You just read it, you're like, this is a banger. Yeah, wow. Like, guys, <laughs> trust me, okay, if you can hear it in your head, I promise so, you this is a banger. I, I missed, I, I, maybe I missed this, but where does the grandfather part play into it? Because he said they were, the Jenkins boys were brothers, right? Yeah, so he just, that was kind of his own artistic um, like reasoning behind it, is he was envisioning that these brothers, one of them would be his grandmother, or grandfather and then he wrote this song um, and then the song was actually about the story but it was just called Grandfather's Clock and it was about this big long clock Um, and it became so popular that people just started referring to those clocks as grandfather clocks but they used to be called long case clocks so okay. I didn't ever know that there was an original name for it, but there we go. It makes more sense. It kind of does. And uh, then that song became a, a bestseller, the a sheet best, music. <laughs> now, also, I didn't know this, but it's been covered a bunch since then. Um, okay. Bing Crosby covered it. Uh, Johnny Cash, I think, covered it. And then more recently, uh, Boys to Men covered it. Really? So I've got a little clip here of Grandfather's Clock by Boys to Men. Yeah, I didn't realize this, but here it is. Oh my God, this is so Boys to Men. Beautiful. Oh yeah. That is smooth. But it stopped. Short, never to go again. So there you can hear in the lyrics, and those are the original lyrics as well. About oh. how the co- clock stopped short and never started again, and it was because of you know the deaths and blah blah blah. So there I'm you go. Sorry, I just can't get over how funny it is. Like <laughs> listening to music back then was just reading the sheet music. <laughs> this is fire. Turn it up and you just put the put the sheet close to your face. Yeah. More sheet. More sheet. Turn it <laughs> <Yeah>. to eleven. <laughs> Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. There was a headline earlier this week I saw that cracked me up, um, even though it was not meant to be funny. Oh, no. The headline read, Defense Minister Blair redefines the word urgent. Canada has not had any air defense capability whatsoever since 2012, and buying two new systems first announced more than a year ago is hardly moving with haste. And I read that, and I was like, should we just be announcing to everybody that we don't have any air defense? Maybe like, not, we- hey. <laughs> like, that would be like saying, uh, my house is unlocked. I do not have any locks on my house. It is, it is unlocked. Please come like, to here. <laughs> please do. I have some really cool stuff please in here. Please come in. Take a little look no around. <laughs> Try some stuff out if you want. It's all good. Like, I was thinking only an ally of the United States could make such a statement. And actually, I didn't yeah. read through the article. I don't know if it was Blair himself saying this or if it was the article. But either way, I was like, no. if we didn't have 
if we didn't have the United States, if we weren't good buddies with the biggest military power in history, no, and we didn't. let it no, we let it be known globally that we have no air defense capability, like that would make you a little nervous, wouldn't it? it would, I mean, everywhere else lies the other way about. Oh, we have we have very big weapons. <laughs> very, we got some very, crazy stuff hit. You don't you want to mess with see us. the yeah. locks and stuff we've got <laughs> on right. this house, okay? <laughs> and then we're like, no, no, come on. That's the most Canadian thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I think it's like. <laughs> We got a lot of great stuff in here. Uh, don't come looking, though, because we can't do anything about it. Like, I think, I think that's one thing that Canada and much of the world takes for granted is the stability provided by the presence of the United States military. Yeah. Like, they spend some, they spend like three quarters of a trillion dollars on their defense, and that's crazy. But it's easy to be very critical of that while we enjoy the stability that provides around the world. No kidding. You know, like, would we be able to have all the nice stuff we have in Canada if the U.S. weren't patrolling global shipping lanes and, you know, if that if the threat of U.S. retaliation wasn't there? No. I don't know. There have been, there have been some skirmishes recently between uh, U.S. warships and the Houthi ships in Yemen, and I've seen people say, like, oh, you, the United States has no business over there. I think, well, maybe not, but... I bet the people saying on that saying that rely on many products that come from overseas that wouldn't be able to get here yeah. or would cost a fortune if not for the U.S. Navy. So I don't know. That's just yeah. I mean, and then we're grateful it's here. not us. But it's like, hey, no, we got nothing. <laughs> no, no we, don't you try it because yep. you'll be sorry. I podcast. I saw this photo from a high school cafeteria here in Alberta, and there were salads and sandwiches. To eat, Beckler, did you have salads and sandwiches in high school? Well, I didn't often hit the cafeteria up. I usually brought a lunch okay. or went home, but uh, I do not remember many healthy options. No. Okay, honestly, because we certainly did not have any. Like when with my high school, all right, there are no vegetables or fruit. There were nope. giant ass slices of pizza, like the biggest yes. pizza slices you've ever seen, bacon cheeseburgers, <laughs> yes. and fries. Yes, and I was going to list all three of those same items. Those yep. are those are that was it. And then there were giant muffins and cookies that were the size of your head. They were, <laughs> like, they were the biggest cookies I've ever seen. Actually, the cookies were amazing. Um, yeah. Lorna, the calf lady who had a mustache, she took great pride in those. <laughs> but they were like gooey in the middle, and then they were honestly the size of a full dinner plate. We also had um, <laughs> we also had donuts. Donuts were oh. typically seventy five cents, except for Wednesday was Texas Donut Day, where you could get a big ass donut for a dollar twenty five. Honestly, and then like the drink options, they sold the seven hundred and ten milliliter nukes of Jolt Cola. Oh man! Which, so I think I was there for like the transition when they stopped selling pop and unhealthy food in the vending machines and stuff. But I started high school when you could get everything like that. Yeah. We had it was vending machines. So unhealthy. There was not a single like granola bars weren't even in vending machines no. back then. It was like pure chips and chocolate. <laughs> that was the options. All pop. Water would be f tough to find. It's like who needs water? But you're right. Yeah. yeah there were there were energy drinks. We had the, uh, we actually had a Sobe. Do you remember Sobe? Sure. With drinks? The lizard on it. We the had skateboarding lizard. Yes. We had yep. a whole vending machine full of Sobe options, which I suppose maybe is a slightly healthier option, but still full of sugar. But that was it honestly was pretending it. to be juice. Wasn't yeah, that it? was it. They would try it at least. But OK, so it wasn't just my high school. I thought maybe it had to do with the budget of my high school as well. And they're like healthy. OK. No, I think that was a transition that we witnessed okay. away from just straight sug. Also, have to. I just thought of this. Did you ever have any lunch men or was it always lunch ladies? We didn't it was have always a, lunch ladies. Yeah, we never had a single man who worked in the calf. No, I can't remember either. It was oh. always women. 
Interesting. I wonder if that's transitioned at all either, or if that's still a very gender job where it's only the ladies who want like work in the cafeteria. Or if there are any lunch men now? Yeah. Lunch. I don't think it's lunch men. I think it would be lunch lords. Oh, it's kind of like a landlord and landlady situation. Oh, I see. So it's lunch, lunch lady and a lunch lord. Would that's be the really funny. I mean, that. Lorna, she did have a bit of a mustache, so she can pass for either. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. So we, we got a few messages after that from um, some people. One that I'm actually very excited about. This guy says, hey, it's Chef Harrison from All Saints High School. We would love to have you two down for lunch anytime to see what our students do. Also, I just can we go have lunch in the calf? I think we can. I think that's what he's saying. Also, I'm saying he, and it might be she, Chef Harris, and I actually don't know, so I'm sorry. But uh, we, I'm about to message back and say, like, I'd love to do that. I'd love to check it out. Why is it such a trope that, like, cafeteria food is always so bad? Because it used to be, and I think we've really turned a corner since then. I really, truly do. Actually, I was reading there is another high school, and it's the culinary program that makes the lunches, right? That'd be pretty good then, like people who actually care about food. Yes. Yeah. And I think any school that has that kind of thing, like, that makes perfect sense because then you're actually going to get real food with nutrients. But, like, honestly, growing up, like, I don't know what they, they... they didn't care. I think it was just almost like, this is seen as a backup. Most people shouldn't use this. If you have to, this is what you're giving you, okay? It's like prison food at this point. All of it, prison food is another one that's definitely has that trope. Yes. I mean, our, the food at our calf was tasty. It just wasn't healthy, as we said. Yeah. It's like they did a good job of their fries and burgers and huge slices of pizza. Okay, so mine didn't, though. So uh, the cookies were delicious. Again, Lorna's cookies were amazing, but outside of that, the other food was like sitting under heat. It was disgusting, but we'd still eat it. You didn't have like the the stereotypical cafeteria foods like meatloaf and tuna surprise and stuff like no, that? No, didn't have Those, that. No. Yeah. That's uh, that's the trope, isn't it? Yeah. Also, I'm wondering, how is jail food, do you think? You think it's I have improved? heard not good. Oh, okay. I've heard not good. I was wondering if maybe jail food or prison food also has, has improved over time, but maybe not. No. Well, again, and I think in some prisons, it's run by the inmates, and in some prisons, it's contracted out. Ah. But you would think that providing good food, or at least passable food, would be a pretty good way of keeping morale up. You'd think so. And, and like, you know, keeping incidents down, because... Uh-huh. People get hungry, it's that then they get angry. Yes. And, um, but I've, I've read comments from people who have spent time in prison and said, like, the food was the worst part and just waiting to get out and eat good food again. Actually, uh, and I'd like to give a quick shout out here because when I was flying from Vancouver to Tokyo, it was a 10 hour flight. And so we had two meals included on the flight. And mm-hmm. I have to be honest with you, the airplane food was a lot better than I remember. So really, I don't know if they've upped their game a little bit and who they're contracting out, or maybe it was just a, you know, I got a couple good ones in the mixture of a bunch of bad, but it was all of us were, we were actually fairly impressed by the quality of the airport foods or airplane what airline food. was that? That was Air Canada. Air Canada. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it said before that part of the reason airplane food is so gross is because your taste works differently at altitude. Mm. Okay. Fair. So maybe they yeah, I think they've maybe learned to salten it up. A little more so that it enhances that flavoring just a bit more. Maybe that's what they've done. Just put a hell of a lot more salt, which isn't healthy for you, but I could taste it. It was quite tasty. In one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Rookie of the Year. Have you ever seen Rookie of the Year, Shauna? Yeah, it's been a while, though. I need to watch it again. 12-year-old boy breaks his arm and heals too tight and he can throw gas. Throw like 104 miles an hour. Right, yeah. So he plays for the Cubs and he's on a plane with their ace pitcher, Chet the Rocket Stedman. And he says, can you try this steak? It's the best Salisbury steak I've ever had. 
you're a professional baseball player and the best Salisbury steak you've ever had was on an airplane? That's really That's not funny. believable. No, but maybe so, it is now. Maybe it's not so bad. Maybe it's getting better and better. Maybe we're eventually going to have the gourmet, the best meals on an airplane. Can you imagine that? You, you mentioned how your parents are taking the Rocky Mountaineer, right? Yes. And I think a, like a big part of the reason that costs so much is because they have like gourmet dining on oh, there, right? Yeah, yep. So maybe the best meal they'll have had will be on a train. That would be cool. I'm so excited to hear about their, their travels when they when they do that. Yeah, that seems like the trip of a lifetime for sure. It totally does. Uh, and if you want the best and you're building a new house, go with Shane Holmes. Shane Holmes offers affordable customization, meaning that you can you know, put those little bespoke touches and details on your home, even down to like moving walls and changing the size of rooms and stuff, which typically is reserved for people with big, big budgets for a custom home, but not with affordable customization from Shane Holmes. You can learn more about them at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes. Better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was watching this video yesterday. It was showing a bunch of different size comparisons of dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right up my alley. Yeah. Um, right. The tallest, the tallest was one called Sorrow Poseidon. Have you ever heard of that dinosaur before, Shauna? I have not heard of Sorrow Poseidon. I'm mad about that because that sounds like a magical dinosaur. Oh, it's a wicked name, hey? Yeah, that's I think great. it means like like God lizard or something like, yeah. so the word Poseidon in there, but, um, it has this really long, thick neck, like this real, what I'm, John real Horgan veiny, neck on it. <laughs> this real veiny <laughs> bastard, I imagine. <laughs> and <laughs> based on the fossils that we have, scientists think it may have stood just shy of 60 feet tall. Okay. Now I just pulled up a picture of this thing and I gotta be honest. It looks a little like a wiener. It's it does. Behind, it, look at it. I'm not. Like, it's just, I'm not. It's all thing. neck, isn't oh it? Oh my lordy! Okay, it, yeah. It, it's mostly neck. I can't but unsee 60, that now. Wow. Sixty feet tall. Like to give to, for a comparison, I think most streetlights in residential neighborhoods in Calgary are about thirty feet tall. Yeah. So like twice the height of a streetlight. I'm looking out my window right now. And I'm like, that's, that's insane. Okay, that's a tall ass dino. Yeah. Yeah, this big long wiener looking dinosaur. That's a big pork um, sword. <laughs> I was reading a bit more on this sorrow Poseidon though, and it turns out it's the state dinosaur of Texas. Of course it is. Of course they'd go with the biggest one, right? Texas everything size, everything. Texas. There we go. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I also didn't know that states had official dinosaurs. No. Do do we? Have provincial dinosaurs? No. Well, I tr I tried to look this up, and if you search like provincial dinosaur or Alberta provincial dinosaur, all you get is responses for dinosaur provincial park. Right. Um, you would think it would be the Albertosaurus. That would make sense. It would make sense, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. But, but I mean, I guess like we kind of you know we have the dinosaur thing going on with us in this this province where we do. Hmm. We need to lean. I've always thought we need to lean heavier into the dinosaur thing because it's so cool. Yeah, and it's something that not everywhere has. And like, I mean, with our new license plates, we're starting to right with the dinosaurs on the license plates. But still, we don't have dinosaur license plates, do we? Or sorry, not license. Excuse me, licenses. The driver's license. Drivers yeah, there's the licenses. Yeah, there's the dinosaur, which is so cool. But yeah. you mentioned license plates. That should. I happen. think we should have a dinosaur-shaped license Absolutely plate. Absolutely, we should. Just like the territories yep, have done. The polar bear. With the polar bear, which is the coolest license plate anywhere, oh ours should be shaped like a dinosaur. Maybe not Sorrel Poseidon, because you'd have this big. It would, everything would look like a. It looks like a wiener. giant trouser pickle. <laughs> <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I just got followed by an Instagram account called Brow Snobs Beckler. 
Well, that's right up our alley, isn't yeah, it? It sure is. This is a very particular type of snob, too. Like, women do take their eyebrows extremely seriously. I would argue... I might be a brow snob because I would argue that some take them too seriously. Okay. Fi- well, you know, I yeah. think I think a lot of people are doing too much with the eyebrows, myself. That's fair, yeah. I mean, there are some very intense oh. Oh, man. Fa- fashion statements that have... Scary. Yep. So, I mean, we've gone from the overplucking to the maybe not enough plucking to... I'm, yeah, it's interesting. You're right. There's the, a lot going on with the eyebrows these days. The ones that arch so high. Yes. The ones that... Those Cyril Sneer eyebrows. The ones those... that, it's the McDonald's golden arches of eyebrows. You're like, yeah, you might as wow. well just advertise for them. It's probably like, woo, that's an arch, yeah. And then um, I don't know what the technique is called where they kind of like feather them out. It's called feathering, yeah. It's called feathering, okay. Yeah, sure is. But some of those are intense, too. Well, there's all kinds. Yeah. Actually, it's funny because I have a dude friend who is fairly particular about his brows too so it's extending beyond just women men also care really? about the brows yeah there's okay there's some real snobbery going okay. on okay you know what we're talking about here we're talking about brow snobs, brow snobs. oh my god look at her brows they are so not on point <laughs> darling those brows are screaming for help it's like they've never met tweezer Oh, those eyebrows are two furry caterpillars above your eyes. I'm expecting them to enter a chrysalis and hatch any day now. <laughs> I don't trust anyone with brad eyebrows. If your eyebrows look like a black hole of tangled bobby pins, what does your rest of your life look like? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever your brow girl is, you should fire her. <laughs> it's actually pronounced... Brow. Mm, yes. Brow. Mm, yes. It's an eyebrow. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So I follow Lizzo on Instagram. I actually didn't even realize I did, but uh, she just posted something that I took note of. It was a number of slides, Beckler, and each one was what each zodiac sign gets to eat according to Lizzo. So the first one, for example, it says, Taurus, Queens, you deserve a feast. And then Gemini, you deserve a treat. And then, Beckler, I took... What? Yeah, this is a strange thing. But it's one of those... It's what Again, right, based on your horoscope, this is what she feels about you and what you deserve. Why she's going with eat, I don't know. Anyways, it goes to Aries, and then it just says, eat shit. Oh, and I was like, excuse I, So she's not a fan of Aries, is she? Apparently not. And I took a little bit of offense to this because I'm actually an Aries. And she immediately just says, eat sh**. And I'm like, okay, honestly. She doesn't know you. She doesn't know me. You don't know me, so don't act like you know me. Yes. I honestly, I can't believe, though, that she honestly seems like she truly believes this. Like, if you're a certain horoscope, if you were born on a certain date, you are a certain personality trait. And apparently when it's Aries, she does, she does not like you. Man, and here I thought that we were trying to get away from negative stereotypes based on immutable characteristics. Uh, but I guess not. Hey, Lizzo? I guess we're... Honestly. It's crazy because even one of the slides, she says, Scorpio... You get a nice average meal because I haven't met enough of you to hate you. So she's even admitting that she is basing this just on people who she knows who happen to be born on a certain date or on a certain month. Yeah, like, I, I know that we've poked a lot of fun at astrology and that, and, and I mean, people can believe what they want to believe, but it's a little scary to think that there are people that might base their opinion of you. On your star sign? Well, that's just like, I was like, if you were in a, you know, say a management 
and you're yeah. looking to hire somebody and then you happen to see their birth date and you're like, mm, nope, I know I Aries. I hate them. So out. Well, and I mean, typically don't people don't put birthdays on resumes and stuff, but even if you like, Oh, this person seems like an Aries, yeah. I'm not hiring an Aries like that. Cool. That's a problem. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. And it is funny because a lot of people, you see that online too, who go, Oh, I knew you were a Gemini or, Oh, I knew oh, you were. Ya? And you're like, how based Why? Oh, did you? That's a bit concerning. Okay. What do I get to eat? Honestly, just like me, Beckler. And Shauna podcast. Is there a reason as to why hotels feel the need to tuck in your sheet and comforters like you're friggin' climbing into a straight jacket? <laughs> well, there are some tight tucks that happen in hotels, eh? Tight tucks. Holy, I feel like it's actually getting progressively harder to climb into a hotel bed. Like, is this a point of pride with hotel workers right now? Oh, you think you can tuck? I have the tightest tuck in all of Banff. <laughs> I appreciate it. Really like it. It's so cozy to get into a bed that's been made that tightly. Oh, my God. I hate it. Feels it. like a big hug. Really? I feel like I'm claustrophobic in it. I'm, I honestly feel like <laughs> if I was in a tuck that tight and an emergency had happened, I might not be able to get out. Out. Do you think if you ask, they'd come up and tuck you in? I don't. I really, actually, you know, some some places have that turn down service. Have you heard of that, where they like turn down your sheets and stuff? I never stay in places ritzy enough to do this, but I no, heard me about neither. that where you like can call up and they'll untuck you. Could I demand an untuck of the tuck and be like, "Look, that's too tight, man." Too can you tight. read me a bedtime story? Like, I'm sorry. Like, is it actually a part of training to do this? How to tuck the tightest? Do you have tuck offs? Is this a national? Is there a national tuck convention? Yes, there, well, there, there is. There are competitions, Shauna. I just saw a video about this on TikTok. Oh it came God. down my feed. This is ridiculous. And it was. It looked like it was in China, and yep. they were in this huge, like this big ballroom. And there's just these two beds in the middle, and it looks kind of weird because the beds are in the like in the middle of this ballroom. This is ridiculous. And there were two guys going head to head, trying to make this bed as well as the, as, as well as they could, and it was beautiful. It was like watching a dance, like the way they fold out the sheets. Okay. And have them sit so perfectly flat. It was. It, I was like, that looks like one. I literally bed. just googled that. And yeah, it's bed making contests in yeah. China. I guess they happen often. In the Chinese must have the tightest tuck in the world. Okay. Oh, they're not going anywhere, are they? Holy That's... crap! Honestly, though, I need to go the opposite way. Can we learn to untuck, please? Just a little less tuck, more, more relaxation for me. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I had a bit of a parking lot standoff accidentally yesterday, Beckler. Um, what happened? It was very strange. Okay, so I was parked in a spot in a regular parking lot in the mall. And I sat in my car for a little bit because I just caught back from the mall. And I was rearranging some things inside. And then I look up and I notice that there is a woman in the car in the spot in front of me. And she's just giving me the death stare. Like she is staring me down. So I look up and she's <laughs> looking directly. And I was like, okay, that's a bit strange. And then I just kind of kept adjusting my music and I was getting ready to leave. And then I look up again and she has her hands on the steering wheel and she is still staring at me and she's clearly waiting for me to leave. And this is the really weird thing. She could have easily backed out of her spot. Like there was no one behind her. There was no reason that she couldn't have just backed out and gone the other way. But she clearly saw me get in my car and I guess she wanted to drive out forward. So she was waiting on me. <laughs> That's not your problem. This is like, not my problem. Back out. Have a little confidence and back out. I couldn't believe it. I was just staring at her. I was like, okay, it's it's a different thing if somebody's waiting on a spot even. Like if someone is I kind agree. of, then I'll try and, and I'll hustle and I'll be like, okay, I, I, yeah. Pep in your step. That's yeah. it. But I was just like, yep. you can back out, ma'am. So I purposely, I just like went back down and kept adjusting my stuff and she honked at me. The nerve. Why would? I was like, I am not doing anything wrong here. 
So I so, st- holy correct me if I'm wrong yeah. here, but yeah. I remember McKenna had an, an altercation with a guy in a parking lot a while back, and it was the same sort of thing. I think he wanted to pull through or something, and or he pulled through and blocked her spot that she was going for from the other end. Yeah. And someone texted the show, and I don't know if this is true or not, but they said it's not legal to pull through a parking spot like that. Oh, interesting. And I don't know if that's true or not, but if that's the case... Then this woman was then definitely even in the more wrong. so. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. I like I I started laughing. I was just like, "This is ridiculous." So I slowly then was kind of done my stuff, and so I back out. And sure as hell, she drives forward and she comes out with me. I was just like, "Babe, did you like? Is this kind of the Zoolander thing where she can't back out? Is it like <laughs> she can't turn left? She just, <laughs> instead of not turning, she just has to sit there. She's like forward only. So she waits till someone comes back, and she's like, "I can drive out now." <laughs> she really did not want to back out, Ma'am, did she? I am running late. I've been waiting to drive forward for quite some time. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. You know, Beckler, how people have rusting bitch face. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's offensive to say that, but you, we, everybody knows the, the the phrase, right? Sure. Um, yeah. Do you know anybody with rusting friendly face? There are certain people who just have that face. One of our friends, actually, he has this face. He winds up on TV all the time. If there's a camera around, they will find him. And I swear it's because he has resting friendly face. Even if he's not smiling, it looks like he's having a good time. He just has, does he have kind eyes? He must be a similar thing to, yes. Mm -hmm. He's got kind eyes. Kind eyes. I guess that's probably what resting friendly face is, is kind eyes. But yeah, it's hilarious. I, I think it's, it's kind of a great trait to have, right? I agree. What a nice way to be. I wish I had a little more of that. I know. I know a lot of people who uh, say, and they're like, oh, no, I have rusting bitch face. They'll they'll admit it. I'm like, I would rather be able to say I have rusting friendly face. Sure, that just look seems at that phenomenal. girl. She's having a great time. It's funny, though, because he says there are some, some times where maybe it is a bit more of a detriment, and it's that people will always stop him to ask for directions or ask for favors or that kind of thing. Oh, because so he's he very looks, approachable. That's just it, right? And you look at somebody, and who would you pick if there was somebody who was resting <laughs> bitch face and someone who was resting friendly face, and you needed to ask somebody something, you'd probably go with resting friendly face, right? The guy who's scowling or the guy who looks like he's having his own little that's party? It. The guy it, who wants to punch you in the face, that's what he looks like, or the guy who looks like he wants to have a good time with you? The only issue, I think, is that if you... If you have too much resting friendly face, it can sometimes look like you got bonked in the head. <laughs> like if you're just sitting there on the bus gr- grinning like an idiot. Fair. Or you're on some super good drugs. Nice hit. Right? Yeah, so exactly. you look at them and are like, wow, that guy must be having a trip. Look at that <laughs> face. <laughs> I'm picturing that emoji actually where it has the weird, you know, the weird smile where they look just a little bit out of it. Like, like mm, that it's al- one? Yeah, it's almost the goofy smile. Like you're like, oh, wow, that's a goofy. Are you talking about woozy face? Okay, yes, woozy face. That's the one, right? It's almost like a mixture of that. Like, whoa, okay. That's too much friendly face. <laughs> You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours with Mariah and Ty, a weekly podcast that brings this dynamic duo to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f*** they're going to say f***. Find After Hours with Mariah and Ty wherever you get your podcasts.